to Very Amusing, your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Wiesel, and I i don't know if you all are familiar with this word, but I have spilkies. I have spilkies so much right now sitting at my desk recording this podcast. Spilkies is basically like ants in your pants, but a Yiddish version of it. And I am, <laughs> I guess I'm the Yiddish version, just, just a Yiddish word for it. And I think it's because, all right, I'll take you way back. So maybe eight, seven or eight years ago, I bought this extremely adjustable desk chair because I am very fussy and I, again, spilkies all the time, like need need to like sit in a chair that feels right. And it is highly adjustable, which at the time I thought, oh, that's a great idea. I'm like, I'm, I'm good to go if I can adjust this however I'd like. Except that now there's too many adjustments and I, I keep adjusting it and I think I keep doing it wrong and now I think I'm just a little hair too forward. I'm just like a 10 degrees downward and I should be and I just feel like, ugh, I don't like it and I need to figure it out. I, hold on, I'm changing this setting. This is too much. Okay, that was definitely not helpful. <laughs> but anyway, I don't need to clue everyone in on my chair woes. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. But something we will discuss that I am currently actively stressed about is Halloween. You guys, I'm so stressed about Halloween. I've never, I've only had to put Morty in a costume and Morty doesn't like being in costume. So he's been in his Fozzie Bear outfit once a year for about 30 seconds and then that's it. But I have a, I have a live person, a new person to dress. I got to put pearl in something. It's got to be good. And I feel the pressure. I also don't want to just waste a bunch of money on junk that's going to end up in a landfill. So I kind of want to get something used. I want it to be sustainable. But I don't know what to do. I'm also not good at crafting. There's too many options. I might just throw her in a themed onesie and call it a day. But then forever, I think I'd feel bad about, you ever see those photos on Instagram and stuff? Like a little baby, a little baby that's like sitting in a bowl of ramen soup. And like there's like noodles on it. It's it's so cute. It's so cute. I don't have the wherewithal to do that. I tried to make a card for my friend Jamie for her birthday and I used glitter glue and it took me an hour and a half. (laughs) An hour and a half just to put a little glitter on the card. It was hideous. She cherished it, which was very nice. It took me way too long and looked uh, like absolute garbage. So I will not be making a costume, but if anyone has any tips, holler at me because I, I am really just out on this one and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But Halloween aside, since we are theme park wise, in the middle of Halloween, we already covered it recently, uh, we're going to move forward with a theme park that we have never discussed before. I don't even know if this is categorically a theme park because there aren't really many themed rides, but there's a theme. There is a theme to Gatorland and we are about to get into it. I think that's all. I will turn it over to future me. And until then, stick around because we've got a fun one this week. Okay, bye. You might remember today's guest from a podcast way back in 2021, all about the ideation of VelociCoaster. Because yeah, Shelby Honey, she helped create it. Shelby is a assistant director, executive producer media at Universal Creative, but I am not about to nag my friend and colleague and favorite theme park employee follow about Epic Universe or anything else for that matter, because we clearly have more pressing issues. Shelby is one of us, a massive theme park and themed entertainment fan and a listener of Very Amusing. I mean, she's traveling to the coolest places. If you happen to follow her on Instagram, there is so much good stuff there. But when I reached out to her to talk about one of those beloved destinations, it became clear that there's nowhere else we could talk about except for Gatorland. I have not been to Gatorland. I'm sure plenty of you have not been either. But Shelby, 
Shelby loves Gatorland, and we get into it on today's episode. I guarantee by the end, you will be possibly reconsidering your next Orlando area vacation to include a little jaunt to the land of gators. Enjoy! Shelby, welcome back to Very Amusing! Oh my gosh, a second time. Who gets the privilege? I know you're a repeat guest. Who else? Uh, Andrew Barth Feldman, repeat guest. Well, honored to join the ranks. Is that is that it? That makes well illustrious. I know it's it's you and Andrew Barth Feldman. <laughs> I'm sure someone is like screaming in their car that I'm very wrong and I've left out 16 people. But oh man, as far as my memory goes, it's you and Andrew. Uh, thank you so much for coming back on the pod. Uh, I I cannot wait to talk about Gatorland. Gatorland. <laughs> now, when we were uh, putting this episode together, I, I got to tell you, I did not think we were going to be talking about another park in Orlando, but you really sold me on it because I didn't realize how passionate you were. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, the alligator capital of the world is among my favorite <laughs> parks in Orlando. And I think... I think what I mentioned is that for me, it's funny because I, I, I've worked at Disney. I've worked uh, at a number of big entertainment companies now, obviously very happy at Universal. But Gatorland is that perfect down-home pitch, like absolutely iconic. You're going to get a splinter, maybe, and you're going to be happy about it type of place. Oh, my God. Yeah, I do. I think we do need to preface this by discussing that you are like a leader in your field. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So this is a pure expert being like, you know, y'all, Gatorland is the best. Uh, your new title, which I think we got to say out loud to see if I can remember this many words, Assistant Director, Executive Producer, Media. At, yes. Is it at Universal Creative? Is that the That is correct. Wow. Yes. How, how's, how's it going? I don't know if you're allowed to talk about anything, but as a friend well, and an interviewer, I, I care. <laughs> Oh, well, it's very exciting. It's a really, um, very amazing time to be at Universal. And I think uh, for those who, who we spoke last time, uh, coming off of Velocicoaster, we're just in a huge period of growth. And it's really exciting because I always kind of thought of us as the kind of like punk rock underdogs of themed entertainment. And like, we're going really hard. And obviously some stuff that has recently been discussed by even Mark Woodbury uh, that we're doing here in Orlando. Um, but in my role, it's really exciting. So I get to work on media and like screen rides get such a bad name. Uh, I'm trying to bring it back. Uh, you know, media when done beautifully and exceptionally and, and tied in flawlessly with show set is is the best. It's it's magic. It's it's uh, illusion. So working to really elevate our presence there, which is so funny because I still think Spider-Man's the best ride in that category, but we're working to keep that mantle going. So it's been lovely, but really uh, amazing to see what we have on the radar. When you meet people, are you like, I created or I helped to create one of the best roller coasters that's ever been built? Because <laughs> oh. that is definitely how I would start every conversation. <laughs> you know, and my, uh, my mom's visiting right now and, and my dad too, they do, they kill me because like someone will be like a, a checker at Publix is like, you know what I really liked? I really liked that that Velocicoaster ride. And I'm just like, oh. like, I don't uh, I don't know what the entry point is. So I'm just like, I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> like that is partly my creation. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I was like in the second group of people to write it and uh, cried on it. And, uh, but, but yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty good. How many times have you been on it now? You know, I... 
That's that's actually a sore subject because because for a long time like us the creative team were like it's us and it's like we're in the like 200s but now that we've you know we've had over a million writers and we've operated for so many days and our tech service partners have to write it every day to give it make sure you know like safety verify every single day so when they start getting to like 300 400 500 so we've still written it a lot but there you know there's a great team there that's keeping it going and uh know it better than we do at this point she's grown up wow she's just like out on her own living her life independently i know (laughs) oh my gosh i I can't wait to in the future discuss all of the things you're currently working on once they are made public (laughs) but i guess until then it's just gators and truly gators and i mean it'd be a shame next time not to bring up gators in general but yes i am (laughs) a a big fan of the gator land (laughs) Now, for for those listeners, including myself, who have never had the privilege of going to Gatorland, mm-hmm. which I still can't believe that the two of us, like full theme park heads, are talking about, uh, what is it? How would you explain it to uh, me? Uh, all right, so to a first timer. Yeah, so allow me to paint you a word picture, dear listener. So we're gonna imagine you're you're going far from the corridor, but you're far from Disney, and you're going down a stretch of road in fine Kissimmee. On the left side, you pass. A monument to Tupperware. Yes, Tupperware headquarters. The next turn, monolithic jaws of a gator in pure concrete rebar just just off the freeway in its ultimate roadside attraction. So it is an adventure park. It's the gator capital of the world. It's kind of that ultimate pure Florida roadside kitsch. Within its walls, you will see baby alligators. You can see baby alligators. You can meet alligators. You'll see so many alligators. You are going to, like, I think another thing, again, in my world, it'd be crazy to be like, you're going to get little pellets and you're going to throw them at the gators. But here, you're going to get little pellets and you're going to throw them at the gators and they're going to love it. Um, <laughs> Wait, okay, hold on. Oh, hold on. Uh, hold on. You, you actually get to feed the gators? Oh, man. Okay, so let's... Okay, I, like, I'll try no, no. I, I got too excited. No, you're right. You're right. And it's just like, how do you even, it's just got everything, Carly. It's got, so the little baby gators, you can get a little, um, like a little fishing rod and little sardines are on the end of it. And you can see the little baby gators. And then uh, throughout the area, there's all these, these little pads and they've got a bunch of different, you know, sizes, different um white alligators very rare white alligators and then they've got their breeding marsh which is just like this eerie huge as far as the eye can see gator marsh uh that you can also zip line over i'm sorry i know i'm giving you too much but yet you can throw pellets uh at the larger gators okay so it truly is <laughs> just a gator oasis it is gator land yeah it, it is it, oh. it's the best oh my god now so my first instinct when I hear things like you can feed a gator is lawsuit. Like how how safe does it feel when you're getting up close to these gators at said land of gators? So I, you know, I, I can't speak for safety, but, you know, it definitely is. And they've been they've been in operation. I believe they just had their 70, 70th anniversary and they're about to have their 75th next year. So a pretty long, illustrious history. And, uh, you know, it's been safe up until now, but they're very, what I think I like about them as well, um, who amongst us didn't grow up loving uh, the crocodile hunter? It's very much that energy of like hyper conservation, but a little down home. And uh, they actually really started as a rescue 
Um, so like oftentimes, even today, you'll hear stories. I actually think there was one just uh, this week. If there's like a disabled alligator or an alligator that's kind of found, it will often find its way to Gatorland as its home. That's I, I saw that news story that there was a, a TikTok gator who's like part of its jaw was removed that is now at Gatorland. And I, I, I suppose I need to own the fact that I was very judgmental on the surface because I thought Gatorland was going to be a place where they exploited gators for fun. And it doesn't seem like that at all. No. Well, I think it's 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 interesting for us here in Florida because I don't want to say they're everywhere, but like they're everywhere. Their marshes are very like natural. This is where the gators are. Um, they've got, I think, a small, like, kind of, well, now we can get into entertainment. My gosh, the entertainment. But there's, there's gators that are definitely used in more of a show um, kind of atmosphere, but it's very, um, you know, it never has felt very exploitative to me. And then when you see and knowing the work that they do kind of in the world, it does feel, I mean, I wouldn't say Animal Kingdom, but it is definitely, you know, they have a purpose and they take it very seriously as well. I, oh God, okay. So the show, how much, scared to even ask it, how much can one do in an entertainment capacity with a gator? Um, okay, all right. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna talk about the three kind of marquee entertainment uh, venues here <laughs> at Gator Light. So you've got Alligators, Legends of the Swamp. This is presented in an arena, in a round, if you will. Oh this, is, this is the kind of the iconic show where you can imagine uh, a... Florida boy whipping up an alligator. And uh, I will say I've been there enough. And it's funny having worked at Cirque du Soleil. Um, at Cirque du Soleil, there are certain acts that like a performer will like stumble on in the same spot every time just to like help people feel like it is is really scary. Um, truly, that is a thing uh, where uh, here similarly, it's like, ah, they always pretend they didn't get it right there. So uh, that is the show where, again, they pull them up onto the... Uh, uh, this little sand pit, uh, see which of the gators wants to, and they've got a, a few that if they don't want to, they don't. Um, and then kind of bring them up, uh, talk about their jaw strength, and then, yeah, like sit on the gator and hold it with its jaw. It's <gasps> lovely. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and then the next, because it's not merely about gators, though it is gator land, uh, there are, uh, there's a show called Up Close Encounters, which is about a lot of the non-indigenous species of Florida that have found home here and that's much more of like an up-close encounter you're meeting the smaller critters snakes spiders uh, oh very... i didn't know they ventured outside the realm of gator oh oh ah uh, uh, carly there's a capybara pit there's alligators what? there's uh, uh truly uh emus they've done everything <laughs> they have emus they have this is this it... is news to me it's it's a joy and it's it's like just you sort of stumble upon it and it never feels like you're getting the same experience twice for sure but um oh okay before we before we fork here i need to also discuss the, the the finale of the day like the nighttime spectacular usually the last show of the day okay and it's called jumperoo oh yes i do want to quote your email to me yeah <laughs> because it, it, you said <laughs> You haven't lived until you have seen the park closing spectacular jump for Roo. No, you, absolutely. It sounds like you stand behind that. Oh, no, I absolutely do. I think um, the, I'm just trying to, again, make it seem as majestic as it is, but it's, uh, it is some of the biggest alligators in the park jumping threes of fours feet in the air 
to get a uh, a chicken. So they've got these <gasps> lines they send out, and they've got raw chickens on the end, and the gators like are jumping out to get it. Uh, and uh, may the best gator win the chicken. And um, yeah. Oh my! Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, so for the first and the third show, like, are you when you were watching this? Are you feeling? safe and a little scared like do you feel like you're far enough away where you can enjoy it or is it an adrenaline thing where you're close to it and feeling it oh i would say it's like it in a what they do i think beautifully is like there's never any perceived danger i feel like as a guest for sure it's it's a little bit more of that like oh these trainers but like they're very very highly trained so i think a little bit it's the drama of like oh they're so close but like they are in and around with these alligators all the time so um no it was it, it's it it is very much again when i say true florida because i do think it's very edutainment like things of like what to do if you encounter an alligator really connecting with little kids connecting with school groups and as silly as it sounds it is a day-to-day thing potentially in florida so giving good information um and then it really does turn into like the florida like you know gatory uh jokes and puns aplenty <gasps> Oh, there's a comedy element? Oh, I should say Gatorland knows exactly what it is. And okay. it is Florida Kitsch. Because it's, I'm kind of viewing this, again, I have not yet been there because a thousand percent no, I'm going it. on my next trip to Florida. Um, it it sounds like a, like if Jungle Cruise was kind of at a zoo, but on land? Oh, yeah, no, I definitely think that's, yep, nope, you're getting it. And that's funny. I had not made that connection. Maybe that's part of my affinity for it. But yes, it is. It's um, like there's, um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember. There's like a sign that's like, oh, on this spot in one year, uh, uh, man won argument with his wife. Uh, and it's just like <laughs> very like totally, uh, it, it's like very humor-based, very silly, very gator-forward, uh, Florida backwoods humor. <laughs> Anyone who's uttered the words Genie Plus knows firsthand that vacations require time, money, planning, energy. And if you put all that effort into enjoying your trip already, why not extend the highlights of that getaway into your everyday with FrameBridge? Put that vintage Epcot ticket up in your office and give it a little personality. Surprise your kid with their favorite character's autograph immortalized on the wall of their room. FrameBridge makes it so easy and affordable to custom frame any photo, park map, or even cocktail napkin from a theme park hotel bar in just minutes. You can mock up exactly what it'll look like on their website before you even spend a dime. Things ship fast and they ship for free, and their colorful custom framing means they'll not only help you plan your gallery wall, but make sure your place looks cooler than the interiors of that mid-century modern home within Spaceship Earth. I love the mementos I framed with FrameBridge so much that I rearranged my entire office so I can enjoy them daily. This is not a bit. This is this is true life. They're the backdrop to my podcast Zoom interviews, my Instagram stories, and even the goofy photos we take of Pearl tip-tapping away at my keyboard like she's a miniature employee. Too often, our favorite memories of a vacation are tucked inside our phone or shoved within a drawer, and it thrills me to no end that because of FrameBridge, I can finally be surrounded by my memories. FrameBridge makes custom framing easy, affordable, and enjoyable. And on top of that, their happiness guarantee ensures that no matter what, you'll wind up with something you love. 
To get started, head to framebridge.com because your precious travel memories shouldn't have to stay in the past. That's framebridge.com. Have you ever done the zip line? Ah, see, and this I, I regret tremendously. I have not. And I <gasps> and, and and I I don't I did Velocicoaster. I shouldn't be scared of it. It's fine. I know it's safe. But um, you know, you can hear them all around the park because they're zip lining all over and it's like a, a huge area um over the marshes. You come in for your final landing very close to the gators, and I know it's safe. Maybe it's also partly I just haven't been able to find someone who's down to do it with me, Carly. I, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I, listen, my first instinct is uh, I don't like to play with death like that. Eh. But I also like to support a friend. So if if we go, because I can't I can't go here without checking in with you first. If we go, I will zip line with you. OK, it's a promise. We're in it together. And if we um, both check it out, we can pretend and say we did on the podcast. <laughs> It'll be, yes. it'll be fine. We can lie. We would never lie to you otherwise, but uh, we might lie. Uh, no, but there is also, I, I mean, let's just talk about rides. There's not a lot, but there is a train that goes around, a scenic train. Love a scenic train. A classic. We live for it. Um, of course, their iconic zip line that's pretty uh, well-regarded. And I think it's also one of the first, like, very highly accessible. So it, it is accessible to wheelchairs as well. And cool. Yeah, I love that. And then they, uh, I believe they also have like a monster truck, monster, uh, like off-road little thing. But uh, again, didn't seem very gatory, but it is still very cool. Oh my God. I already regret telling you that I would go this way. <laughs> Listen, if, if we chicken out, we'll do the train and then okay. we'll uh, call it square. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I think, I think I'd be brave enough. Um, how, how many times would you say you've gone here? Like, do you go once and you get fulfilled or is it is this like a you're hanging out whenever people are in town type of place oh uh it's fair to say i was an annual pass holder on the saddest year i think i got it (laughs) but i think i got it in like november 2019 and then you know didn't see a lot in the park oh no oh it's all good but uh no i i love and like they always have florida resident deals which is so lovely and i think for me what it gives is like um it, it it's funny because, like, again, I love the big entertainment. I love what we do. But this is that, like, the parking is free. You walk right up to the gate. You know, there really isn't a turnstile. There's just kind of like a ticket window. And it's just, like, kind of a snapshot in time of what things used to be. And, you know, in an alternate reality, like, in a lot of ways, like, I think about, um, you know, Knott's Berry Farm, which in a way started just like a small roadside farm that had good chicken and now look what it turned into and in a way Gatorland is an idea of, of something that's stayed exactly as it was and didn't go in that route so it is very quaint it is very cute and they've got a great little splash pad for kids and they've got a, a really tremendous kids area um it's a lovely little place to stroll so especially with little ones it's kind of like so low stress you know it is just an easy breezy there's some shade um place to be wow have you found that other people in themed entertainment are kind of into it too for those same reasons? So it's funny because I loved you posted a little bit ago. I love those kind of I I'm a believer that Florida has always been weird. Like even in the 1800s, it was weird and always been a little entrepreneurial. So I love these like kind of examples of like this entrepreneurial spirit and like smaller attractions where they have innovated in different ways and kind of forked. Uh, in the evolutionary chain of theme parks. Um, but no, I think a lot of us have a respect for like 
simplicity. And, and, you know, when you look at, again, quote rides, it's like they've got a train and they've got a zip line and like an advanced computer system. Like those aren't, isn't in their vocabulary, but they're still giving a really cool guest experience. So I think it just speaks to, you know, the, the spectrum of things that are possible. And, you know, for all the world, data land are essentially dinosaurs that walk among us and they are still very magical, very cool. And putting them in the front is uh, pretty neat. Wow. I can't imagine seeing them of different sizes. That sounds very cool. Oh my gosh. And the, the, I believe one of their like kind of star exhibits and they actually just finished building this was a, uh, is for their white alligators, their albino alligators, which are also stunning, beautiful, like so neat to see. So cool to see. Wow. Are they, when you're seeing them, are you above and they're in a body of water or are they like on ground or Honestly, is there a wall? All- their exhibits are all super unique and super different. So a lot of them don't have a wall. I think one of, no, I actually don't think there is. I don't think there is in the new cage, cage exhibit thing. It's very cute. Um, but most of them are completely open air and like not to, uh, you know, traumatize anyone. There is no air conditioning really in the entire park. Like it is a lot of just like kind of open spaces. So, you know, I, I, there's very little barrier. I think they tend to have like a large water area and kind of similar to what they do at Animal Kingdom where the, the enclosures are completely there. It's just a little bit, uh, you're able to kind of feel like you're closer than you are. I like that. I like when it's like the priority should go to the gators. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now talk- the stars. Oh, they <laughs> are the stars. Talk to me about merch. Cause I feel like they've got to oh. have something good here. Oh, no, absolutely. And and like, again, this place knows exactly what it is. So you cannot exit without going through their awesome retail. Yeah. Uh, we're talking, well, I'll also say I'm a, a bit of a pressed penny gal. Uh, they've got an <laughs> awesome assortment of pressed pennies. Got very cool local stuff. Um, I've got, oh, I should have worn it. Uh, I've got a a Gatorland shirt where it's like in the Jurassic font, which, uh, you know, it could be a cease and desist, but it's just so lovely. And then... <laughs> Um, that sure is, I mean, that is tailor-made for you. That's like, yes, perfect. No, but it's, it's like, again, it's like that, that Florida slapstick, silly, like visiting Florida, uh, kit again, completely in, in the retail. Um, you won't find any, uh, like some places will have like, um, like some very, very deep floor places will have like gator body parts. You will not find that at Gatorland. No. Um, so no, yeah, it's, it's local artists, uh, often highlighted, um, but no, just very cool. And then I will say, I think, you know, entrance is, is the fee is very low, but I think you can just go into the gift shop at any point. And obviously you can't walk past these amazing jaws that are the opening, uh, of Alleg- uh, of Gatorland without snapping a picture. Wow. Uh, is the food anything worth writing home about, or is it just kind of standard? I'm, I'm assuming it's kind of like zoo food. Like you got all the staples, but there's nothing. You're not really coming here to eat. So I would say, I think their food program is actually surprisingly nice, but I think it's a little, um, it, like it's totally the place where like you're going to get an ice cream and you're going to, you know, enjoy it all the way around. Um, but uh, I will say just down the road, if we're going to talk about like a day of it, uh, just on the same road is a local place. There's a few different locations called Gator Stockside. So if you did want to have Gator Nuggets, uh, I recommend swinging by Gator Stockside, though you can get Gator Nuggets at Gator. Uh, gator shaped or made of gators? Oh, I you know I wish it could I wish I could say both, but it's made of gator. Oh, it is. Wait, so they oh, serve yeah. they serve gator at Gatorland? There, I don't. Ooh, is that but weird? 
And now you're saying it excited because I've only, so once I was like, I just got to do it. And so I have done it, but um, yeah, I've, I've heard, and you can get them like truly at like normal restaurants around Florida. It's not that strange because um, they are, I don't want to say they're a pest, but like, they're kind of like, they're just, they are very, very prominent here. So um, yeah, I assume it's pretty, pretty adventurous eater in those yes. type of parts to eat. I mean, you just eat the animals that are there. That's kind of how it works. Oh yeah. Whoa. Oh, whoa. I never thought, oh, wow. I don't know if I have the mental capacity to eat a gator nugget while I'm standing in their house. It feels rude. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. And, and again, drive to Gator Stockside where you can get, like, I think it's like a, a gator appetizer and then uh, some gear. Um, <laughs> what, what, is it, what does it taste like? Um, I don't, everyone's say like chicken. I think the the thing I've learned is that, like, if you put enough breading on anything, it, I think what we all say tastes like chicken, it tastes like breading. But uh, it tastes like breading. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. They're not, they don't, they don't look like little gators, do they? Are they just no blobs? Okay. Little blobs, yeah. I was just thinking of dino nuggets. And, and again, yeah. I regret that that wasn't. But... Yeah, wow. Wow. That's, that's pretty fascinating. Have, not to digress, but have you ever been to the Tupperware place? Oh, this is a sore subject because oh. I actually got, it. Uh, I got kicked out of the Tupperware place. It's I'm a sorry, a rebel? What? I, I. I wanted to go because I just read the Tupperware thing, but they were closed during the pandemic. So I was just like going to be around it and security did not like me being in the parking lot. So I, uh, I got picked out. Oh but anyway, gosh. as soon as the visitor center is open, I do want to go again because I think uh, it's pretty cool. Oh, it hasn't reopened? I think I can't remember if it has or not. But uh, again, I'm still got a little bit of a shiner from that situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is there like, is there a big Tupperware outside? Um, there's, um, there's a bunch of stuff inside that's like dedicated to like, oh, now I could just really get deep into Tupperware, but like having started in Florida and like female entrepreneur led kind of idea. Um, but it's also, again, it knows what it is and it's high kitsch for sure. Oh my gosh. Now you're, you're so good at finding these type of kitschy things to seek out. If someone did want to, assuming that someone is going to the Orlando area to go to Universal, to go to Disney, to go to like the main theme parks and they're taking a day to go to Gatorland. Is there anything else you suggest they do on that day? Oh, wow. That's so interesting. And I love you asking. So there's, I will say, so no matter what, everywhere I go, I try and look at the offbeat attractions because I think there's so much there. And I think you can learn a lot about a place through that. I think if you're in the Kissimmee area, here's what I would try and do. I would say do a, a Gatorland. And again, I think, Unless you like just really, really want to like play through everything and you've got little ones and you want them to burn off some steam. I think like a two to three hour um, stay or if you wanted to at Gatorland. Um, also in the area, Old Town Kissimmee is very cool. Uh, there is a year round haunted house there that's very funny and a few other uh, things. But Florida and Orlando actually has like a bit of a cowpoke history as far as uh, there used to be a lot of cow driving and things like that. But I'd re- be remiss if I didn't say how I would end my day off Disney property. And this does require some pre-planning. Uh, but also in Kissimmee is a very special place called Give Kids the World Village. Yes. And that is the resort for Make-A-Wish children. And you are able to volunteer. And a lot of people do make it a day on their family vacations to volunteer and do a night shift there. Um, and the training's all online. But I would say, uh, yeah, enjoy Gatorland. Get ready. And then maybe do a, a dinner shift at Claims, which is their... Uh, their restaurant at the end of the day and so see some people that remind you why the magic is important oh that's so cool i didn't know you could kind of drop in like that 
Oh yeah, totally. You do have to plan it and there is like a, a training requirement, but uh, no, they, they, they need volunteers all the time and, and families do truly make it part of their, their days. So. Oh, wow. I love that. I myself have not made it there yet. I have plenty of friends who have, and it just seems amazing. Oh, it, it, it's, it's a very special place. And I think it's, um, you know, you can't say it enough, but when you see like the, the love, it's kind of the play for lines aren't drawn where like Disney, Universal, Bush, everyone is really invested in this place and making it very cool and successful. And um, it does, again, I think, put a perspective on what we do every day, which it's it's awesome. Now, you are truly royalty when it comes to traveling and finding fun themed things to do. There's so many places you've been. um, But is there anywhere that you are dying to go that you haven't been to yet that is in the same realm of fun, kitschy? Oh, got it. Got it. So I will say, I think if it helps and you can edit this out, but like my my system when I'm going somewhere and this is a lot of time through work, I'll have to a lot of like the the greatest partners who are making really great things for us in the theme park biz are in random places all around the world. So I love to look at Atlas Obscura. I love to look at Factory Tour USA. There's some really amazing stuff on Factory Tour USA. Whoa! Um, yes, I love Only in Your State. And I also love PennyCollector.com because I think if a place is on PennyCollector.com, which is obviously, if it's not clear, the database of all the press pennies, uh, you'll really start to see like some unique places. But um, on my list at the moment, um, I just got uh, Knobles out of the way. And Knobles is one I've been dying to go to. So charming. They also have a haunted mansion that also just had its 50th anniversary. A delight. Whoa. Um, how how does I, theirs rank on like the scary scale? To, to me, I would say actually much scarier, again, in the sense that things are very close and they're not afraid of the complete pitch darkness. Um, so it, it's, 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 it is safe, but less of the perceived safety of your doom buggy for sure. Gotcha. Um, but my big one, my big one right now is I really want to go to Niagara Falls, which again is another like true pitch, pitch kingdom. And there's like a Frankenstein roller coaster on top of a, uh, no, a Burger King, heavens, a Burger King, um, that I'm dying to go to. I can send you the picture, but yes, I think, uh, that is, uh, Probably next summer. I didn't even have Niagara Falls on my list. That's oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. Hi, I am calling with a question about my teenage niece. So I have taken my niece and nephews to the Disney parks and Universal many times, and my niece requesting trip to go back um so my brother and i were going to take her and she is at that age where she loves skincare and makeup and a trip to sephora is the greatest thing in the world so i was trying to think of something that would be um like almost like a spa day for her but it seems like most spas don't have anyone who's you know younger than 18 too often in them um, but it would need to be something old, like she's aged out of Bippity Boppy Boutique. Do you have any ideas for something that's in between in the Orlando area? Uh, it doesn't look like there's a dry bar or anything like that. But any suggestions for teenage or kid-friendly spa-type experiences? Thank you so much. Appreciate your help. Bye. Okay, this was maybe, like, the most fun question I've gotten to answer so far. Uh, there was the one time that someone called and asked what ride I would take Morty on if I brought him to Disneyland. That was also very fun. But beyond that, this this was really great. I did some research. I looked around. But the main thing, oh, my gosh, Morty just, just pawed at the door of my office because he must have heard his name. <gasps> He's a genius. 
Anyway, I'm basically, I'm going to steer you away from hotel spa. I think that the aesthetic of hotel spa is really nice for a, a tired working professional on a family vacation. But I think all of that, you know, like white marble, orchids, like spa music, that's going to be lost on a teen. And frankly, a teen's going to want to take a photo of whatever they're doing and posting about it. And the spa doesn't really lend itself to photos. You're not supposed to take photos in there. So personally, um, I would I would step away from that idea. I know Four Seasons has this kind of like mom and me style uh, setup for some appointments. So you could call them and talk to them and go along with her to do your treatment. But again, that's not the vibe we're going for. And I think we have better ideas because for a teen who's kind of uh, not yet a girl spa and not yet a woman spa, <laughs> to put it in Britney Spears terms, like you're not bibbity bobbity, but you're not full blown uh, like laser facial. I think that what she would probably enjoy is some sort of activity, some sort of hands on participation based experience and then a take home aspect. So it's kind of like you do something and then you get a gift at the end. So I have two ideas for you. The first idea is going to be super special nail art. Uh, My friend Chelsea, who runs Styled by Magic on Instagram, if you've ever seen her stuff, uh, Chelsea has the the best nails I can think of. I know about three people with wonderful nails, and she is one of those three people. And Chelsea has a highlight on her Instagram where she has posted about this place called Embellished by Miriam. They are in Winter Park. They're about 40 minutes from the Contemporary Resort, so not too far, especially if you're elsewhere on property, if you're in Universal Orlando. Uh, It is doable. And they have the cutest nail art. I cannot, I cannot stress this enough. Um, on the Embellished by Miriam Instagram page, there are so many cute designs that I think would be very teen friendly. And that way she gets to go do something. She has to go somewhere, do an activity and leave with the special gift of having adorable nails. Again, check out Styled by Magic at Styled by Magic. Um, go to her nail inspo story highlight and go to the more recent posts that are in there. Uh, you can see some of the designs I'm talking about. We're talking smiley faces. We're talking very cute, like Taylor Swift lover inspired nails, Really good, really fun stuff that I'm sure she will enjoy. The second idea I have for you is more practical because if you're on property, if you're there to go to the theme parks, you don't have that much time. And I don't know if you know this, I don't know if other people know this, but you can book a ton of different private style appointments at Sephora. I used to do this all the time when I lived in New York. Um, I at that point had like very high Sephora status, which is funny because I don't wear a lot of makeup. Um, I was doing some on-camera work at the time, so I bought a lot for that. However, they have a beauty lesson at the Sephora Disney Springs that is 75 minutes for $75. And I think that would be incredible for a teen because you basically go and you could be like, well, like someone in my class has this eyeshadow. I don't know how to do it. Or all my friends are talking about uh, insert new type of contouring here and I can't figure it out. And they could have an expert teach them all of this stuff for over an hour. And then at the end, part of her gift could be that you buy some of the stuff that she used and then she gets to take it home and she like, you know, like go back to school and be like, "Mm, I learned how to do this fancy lip liner application. You jealous? I think there's just a lot of fun to be had there. So those are my two main ideas. Um, Let me know what you end up doing because I'm very, I'm very curious and I want to know if she enjoys it. But otherwise, uh, have so much fun on your trip. Okay, bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
show! Thank you all so much for listening and continuing to listen week after week. We have some very fun episodes coming up, some slightly different ones like this one, and I, I just can't wait to share them. I can't wait to share them. You can find us wherever you get podcasts. And while you're at it, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts and rate and follow us on Spotify. I say this every week, but it helps. It helps. It's a big deal. If you give us five stars, a little thumbs up, it, it goes a long way, and I appreciate it. You can also give us a call at 747churros or send us a voice note to 747churros or email it to 747churros at gmail.com or just text us at 747churros. Uh, we had an ad issue that I addressed on Instagram stories earlier this week, and I found out about that because somebody texted the churros hotline. So please, you know, just keep communication flowing. We're always open. We're always ready. We're always wanting to hear from you. So we we are here for you. You can purchase Very Amusing merchandise at very-amusing.com. And you can follow me, Carly Wiesel, at Carly Wiesel on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the TikTok. And join the FOMALY at facebook.com slash groups slash Carly Wiesel. It's very fun. It's just a community of people just like us hanging out, being friends in real life and online. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. This episode was edited uncommonly by Jeff Fox. Thanks so much for listening. See you real soon. Hi, honey. It's mom. Excuse my voice. I may have lost my voice, but I'm not calling in sick. I am dedicated to this very amusing podcast. Okay. Please don't cut me. I sound scary, but perfect for the scary Halloween episode, right? All right, the picture in back of you of your desk is an oil painting of me, but now you can't see it because now you've moved your desk in front of it. But that's okay. I'm at front. I'm right in the middle in the front there, so I'm very happy. I'm so happy to hear about Turning Red because I absolutely loved, loved, loved that movie. I bought the slippers, I bought the stuffed animal, pandeme, I just love that. So that's very exciting. As far as the scary Halloween, I get so scared of people jumping out at me. I wonder where you got that from. Especially dressed in Halloween costumes with those chainsaws. Oh my God, nothing more frightening. I will have horrible dreams. I will not, not go to that. I am definitely a Halloween happenings girl. Dress up, get my candy, I'm real happy with that. Another great episode, my love. I love you so much, and I love you so much, Pearl. Have a great week. Bye-bye.